I was listening to one of the Sirius XM Christmas stations the other day, and this guy comes on and he says, may all your presents this year be home runs. And I thought, hmm, wouldn't that be nice? I mean, wouldn't that be great if you could somehow buy insurance that every present you bought would be a home run for the person that you bought it for? I mean, that's kind of all of our desires, right? Should I get him this? What what should I get? In fact, a lot of times that adds to the stress of Christmas because we get mistakenly off track and think we've got to make sure we get the perfect present because we want our present to be a home run. But it made me think, when others get my presents this year, are they going to say, all I want for Christmas is you? Or are they going to say, All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) And what about you? What kind of presents will you give this year? Or will it be what kind of presents will you give this year? (laughs) Let's talk about that today. Let's talk about the home run presents. Let's talk about the you presents and not the ooh presents today and how to make sure we get them, how to get that insurance. And the good news is it doesn't take a lot of money. And if you already bought your presents, uh, good for you. What's that feel like? (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) But if you did get your presents already, I'm just a little jealous, that's all. Uh, It's not too late for you either. Let's talk about home run presents, the presents that will make people say, "You, all I want for Christmas is you and not you. Happy holidays. Welcome. Happy holidays. The Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. If you're hurting down with trouble, if you're hurting down with trouble, if you're hurting down with Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. <laughs> What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. So, what kind of presents will you give this year? Joe Mojo McCarthy of our brother's studio, one of our brother's studios down in Southern California, talked about this in one of the recent podcasts that we just started hosting uh, with Happy Life Studios. It was either Modern Day Nerds or Modern Day Alchemist. I can't remember. But he talked about, and it might have been in a couple of them, actually. It's been a theme that I've kind of been thinking about in my mind a lot this year as well. And he talked about presence versus presence. He talked about presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, or gifts, versus presence, E-N-C-E, which would basically be us. Gifts versus us. So when I ask what kind of presence will you give, I'm not talking about presence with a T-S, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, but I'm talking about presence with the C-E, our presence. I also said, if you noticed, what kind of presents will you give this year? I didn't say this Christmas. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. (laughs) Yes, it is, Eddie. It is the gift that keeps giving the whole year. May all your presents 
be home runs this year. Not this Christmas, but this year starting with Christmas. What kind of presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, will we be leaving behind? Will we be giving to others this year? And I think if your presence, who you are, what you leave behind is good, then your presence, your gifts, your presence with a T-S don't always have to be so perfect. In other words, they like it for who it's from, for who it's giving that to them versus what they're actually getting. The kind of presence we leave behind is vital. It's of utmost importance, not just to our happy life, but to the happy life of people all around us. The kind of presence, CE, that we leave behind. I saw on one of my friend's Facebook posts this last week, they asked, quote, if I asked you to give me a gift from your field of work, what would you give me? What a great question. Where you work, what, what do you make? What do you create where you work? If I were to get a gift from you from your area of work, which isn't a bad idea, actually. I like that because it's a part of who you are. It's a part of what you do. What would you give me? And I think we focus a lot on the presence TS, the gifts TS. But those are just minor compared to the presence CE, us, US. <laughs> I think, you know, we spend so much time trying to get the present that will be a home run. But I think we should be spending our effort and energy on what kind of presence we leave behind. Not what kind of presents, what kind of gifts we give at Christmas time, but what kind of presents we will leave behind all year long. That is worth spending some time on. So if I asked you to give me a gift from your field of work, what would you give me? Which takes me to this question. If I asked you to give me a gift from your field of life, what would you give me? What would you have to offer from your life? Because every time we walk into a room, we bring a gift with us. Yeah, we do every time because we bring our presence, <laughs> not P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, but of course, our presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Shake up the happiness. Wake up the happiness. Shake up the happiness. Yes. Christmas time Exactly Once upon a time in a town like this A little girl made a great big wish To fill the world full of happiness And be on Santa's magic list Shake it up, shake up the happiness Wake it up, wake up the happiness Come on, yo, it's Christmas time Eddie can talk about the gift that keeps giving the whole year on that's what train is talking about here too when we shake up that happiness it's christmas time we tend to spend more energy more heart more effort focusing on presents on gifts during christmas time and that's great why can't we spend that kind of effort and energy on the presence that we bring all year long because every time we walk into a room, every time we enter a place or we walk down the block, we bring our presence with us. And at Christmas time, we have more patience. We always say things like, well, it's Christmas time. Give them a break. It's Christmas time. <laughs> well, what if it was like that all the time? What if we focused on this all the time? 
I mean, it might feel like that's a lot of work, but Christmas brings a lot of warmth to it because of that work. It's the most wonderful time of the year because of all that work and all that effort. The two go hand in hand. It's time to shake up the happiness. Sometimes you have to shake it up just like a snow globe, like the song we sing every Christmas. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Oh, oh, uh... Joy to the world! (laughs) I like how verse two of Joy to the World ends, where they repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. The sounding joy. There's a theme they got going there. And that's what what we're talking about here. Repeat that joy. Repeat that presence. Not gifts, but us. I was thinking about checkbooks while I was thinking about this podcast. Before there was Venmo and PayPal and Zelle and Cash App and all these things, uh, before there were those things, there was a thing called checks. And before that, there was a thing called cash. And before that, there was a thing called the barter system, where we paid. If you wanted my rock, you had to give me a stick for it. (laughs) Two sticks if it was a bigger rock, right? Back in, I don't know, cavemen days. But I've seen enough Western movies... (laughs) To know that, you know, oftentimes when the doctor, you know, in the 1800s would come to the house and take care of the sick child with scarlet fever or whatever, and they pay the doctor with, here, have a chicken (laughs) and a couple dozen eggs or something. That was the barter system. And then banks came into being, and now the barter system went to cash. And then the cash system went to checks. By the way, we have a link in the show notes if you'd like to send us a check. We also have, if you want to leave us a tip or Venmo us or Zelle us or PayPal us or whatever, we have those in the show notes. Happy Life Studios has some needs. Uh, we're, we're wearing out a lot of our things. And so I will leave a list of those in our show notes. Or you can go to happylife.studio and you can find all those items there. If you'd like to give a year in giving to us and help us help others to be happier in their life or help us buy some items for our studio. That would be wonderful. We would love that. But I digress. (laughs) Let's get back to the checkbook. When checkbooks were first given out to us, when I first opened up a checking account, you know, we got a little booklet thing. It was the size of a check with a little leather cover, plastic cover, whatever. And you open up, you had all these checks and they were numbered. And for those, some of you, seriously, there's probably some that don't know what a, what a what a check is. It's an analog Venmo. It's an analog cash app. Well, when I was younger, that's how we did things. And uh, I had a checkbook, and I remember it was, it was just easy to just go, how can I be out of money? I still have checks because we're used to cash, right? If you have cash, that means you still have money. But now it's switched to a different system. Now they're checks. And so it was still easy to think in my mind that I still got checks, so I still must have money. We made a joke about it all the time, right? But truth is that check is only good if you have money in the bank. And the only way you can have money in the bank is if you deposit 
money in the bank. And then if you want money out, when you write the check, it's a withdrawal of those funds. And the only way you have money in your bank is if you deposit more than you withdraw. If you withdraw less than you deposit. And the same is true with us. When we walk into a room, do we deposit something there or do we withdraw from something there? I remember my friends who had a teenage child. This is a long time ago. And we were having a good old time just hanging out with each other. And that teenager came walking in the room and you could, it was like the air left the room. All of us gulped and we held it until they left the room and then we all relaxed again. (laughs) They just had this attitude about them that they could just go off on you and we're just like, don't make eye contact. (laughs) That's what I mean by withdrawing. That person withdrew energy from the room. We either give energy or we take energy. We either deposit happy or we withdraw happy. That doesn't mean we have to be happy all the time, but it means we have to work on it. What kind of presence do we leave? What kind of presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, what kind of us do we leave behind? May all yours be home runs this year. How do you present yourself? How do you present yourself? But unfortunately, instead of presenting ourselves to others, we tend to present arms instead. That's what they say in the military. Present arms. And instead of presenting ourselves, instead of giving those kind of presents, we present arms or weapons instead. Our attitude can be a weapon or our attitude can be a gift. It can be something beautiful or it can be something scary. Instead of presenting ourselves to others, we often present arms And according to Merriam-Webster, to present arms means a position in the manual of arms in which the rifle is held vertically in front of the body. But it also means this, to give a hand salute. So when we present arms, it can also mean to simply salute, which is, in my opinion, one of the highest forms of honor you can give somebody is when you salute them, you're saying, I honor you. So how do you present yourself? What kind of presence will you leave behind? Is it going to be showing your weapon, showing your anger, showing the thing that will withdraw energy from a room? Or is it the salute? Is it the high five? Is it the smile? Is it depositing in the people around you? I put down a couple dozen ways that we can present ourselves. And these are just simple ways, but these are ways that we will deposit into that bank account in our world, because there's a bank account all around us. Every relationship has a bank account between those two people. The only way we have anything in that account is if we deposit more than we withdraw. And that's why some people who withdraw all the time, they find themselves not having a lot of friends because after a while, their bank accounts, they don't exist anymore. When the bank account doesn't exist anymore, then the relationship often doesn't exist anymore. I mean, when my bank account doesn't exist, it's closed. Many relationships that end up closed because the bank account is empty. Because someone in that relationship took more, a lot more than what they gave. And there's times when I take more than I give. But over the long run, when I withdraw more than I have, I want to make sure that I immediately deposit back into that. Relationships take work. Life takes work. And if we want to give the presents that are home runs all year long, 
it takes work. It takes depositing into that relationship. People that have a lot of friends, it's not because they have a lot of money. Those aren't real friends. If someone's your friend because of your money, that's not friendship. That's that's a relationship based upon something else, not based upon love. Relationship based upon love of money is different than a relationship based on love of the person. The people that deposit into other people's lives, they deposit in the world around them, find themselves having more friends. And those that spend a lot of time withdrawing from people, draining people, tend to not have as many friends. But the good news is, like I said in the beginning, you don't have to have a lot of money to do this. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. It's not difficult to make deposits in somebody's life. It's not difficult to have presence at home run. It's simple as of just saying hi. A smile is a way to deposit into somebody. How I walk into a room or walk down the street is my head down. I remember I was one time I was down, I was going for a walk and a, an an older gentleman was walking his dog and he saw me and he said, and I just walked right past him. I didn't even really notice that he existed. And he said, did someone steal your sunshine or something like that? And he, he saw, he picked up my negative vibe that I was leaving. I was withdrawing even how I didn't even know that guy. And I'm not saying that you can never not be happy. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I'm suggesting that how we live affects the other people around us and, and we need to focus on other people. All I'm saying is, is that how we carry ourselves when we walk into a room can either withdraw or deposit. Just complaining. When I find myself complaining all the time, everyone's going to complain. People say, I can't complain. How are you doing? I can't complain. I say, Oh, well, you need something? I can give you things to complain about. <laughs> there's a lot of things to complain about. And if you don't believe me, then just watch the news. They'll tell you. But there's also a lot of things to brag about <laughs> as well. So not complaining is a way to give presents that are a home run. It's a way to deposit into relationships. Picking up litter, volunteering, call somebody, text somebody. You can even text them while you're listening to this right now. Email somebody. And just say, thank you. Just say, I just want to let you know you're awesome. Or text them a joke. Call them and tell them a joke. Be a person that tells a joke. How can you make the people around you smile? Put a sticky note, an anonymous sticky note. Or take a sticky note or a regular note and put it in somebody's locker. Put something funny and put it in their drawer. Buy a gift card and just drop it on their desk. Let a car in ahead of you on the highway. Pay for the coffee of the person behind you or of the order behind you. Compliment. Just compliment people. Look them in the eye. If I was walking down the street and the guy said that sun, take away the sunshine, right? Because my head was down. I was just so absorbed into myself. But if I would have looked up and saw him and just smiled and just nodded, you know what? Just that little nod, just me looking him in the eye, just that acknowledgement with a little bit of a smile, a little bit of a positive thing behind that, that would have deposited into that gentleman. What about when someone's talking to you, focus on them, look them in the eye and really listen to them. Let someone else have that parking space. I blew it yesterday. I'm in a crowded parking lot. And the guy in front of me is stopped and I'm, I'm trying to get around him because there's two spots open, but he's waiting for another car to pull out. And I'm thinking the longer you wait or someone else is going to take that other spot, that's my spot. 
So I started trying to pull around him and squeeze through that really narrow space. I was probably too narrow for my car. Luckily, my wife, my friend was there and she said, don't do that, Steve. <laughs> Just wait. And sure enough, he waited and another car took that spot and I didn't get that parking spot. I blew it. <laughs> so I'm not going to blow it next time. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I found another parking spot. Another one opened up, honestly, that was actually closer than that one. And that's what, what happens oftentimes. But let someone else have that good parking space. Believe in somebody. Let them know you believe in them. But when you believe in somebody, you act differently around them. You carry yourself differently around them. Remember someone's name. When someone tells you their name for the first time or their second time or maybe like me the 17th time, just really repeat it over and over inside your head. Say, I'm going to try to re remember this name. When you call someone by name that you don't really know them, only met them once or twice, that, that deposits in that person. Say please. Say thank you. When you ask somebody how they're doing, take it a little bit longer and look them in the eye and say, no, really, how are you doing? When someone asks you how you're doing, look them in the eye and don't tell them fine. Come up with another word. I'm struggling or I'm doing better than I was yesterday. My dad would always say, when someone asked him how you're doing, he'd say, I'm doing better. And they'd always say, oh, are you doing bad? He'd say, no, I'm no but I'm doing better than I was. And why is it all we always think when we're doing better that we were doing bad before? Why can't we just keep getting better off of being better? right? <laughs> Open up the door for somebody. Wave. Go the extra mile when you're doing something at work or when you're doing something volunteer-wise or whatever, or do something without being asked. It might not always noticed, but you're still leaving this positive love, this energy, this, this goodness, this happiness behind. Really, bottom line, it's just carrying a positive attitude. It's just caring about other people, looking at other people and not just at ourselves. Really, that's the best way to deposit and not withdraw. But lastly, notice people that other people don't. There's a lot of people out there, the Samwise Gamgees of the Frodo's. If you don't know Lord of the Rings, then it's not going to make any sense to you. But there's a lot of people out there that make other people heroes, and they're, they're fine with that. They don't want the spotlight. But I still think that we should notice them and give them our spotlights anyway, like the garbage man or the sound technician that makes everything sound good at that concert or at that service or at that event. The only time anyone ever notices a sound man is when he does a bad job or when she does a poor job and there's feedback or the sound just sounds terrible. Then we'll all notice and we'll give them the look or we'll say something. But what about when we don't even notice that there, there was anything wrong? Notice those people. Tell them thank you. The janitor. Those that hold the signs at the road construction sites. I mean, that can be scary on a road, just standing right there. If a car doesn't pay attention to you or you're holding that stop sign and someone's in a hurry, they look at you like they blame that person for holding them up, but they're doing what the construction site is, is saying they're supposed to do. Where would our country be without truck drivers, delivery drivers, especially over the holidays? Where would we be without the delivery drivers? <laughs> so there's so many ways that we can deposit and not withdraw. And we're, all of us are going to withdraw. And there comes times when we need to withdraw. That's how the banking system works. But in relationships, it's the same way. And this last week, I withdrew from somebody, a friend of mine, because I needed some life. I needed some energy. I needed some hope. There's nothing wrong with withdrawing. It's a natural thing. It's what we need to do. We just need to make sure that we focus on depositing as well, if not more. 
So may all your presence this year be home runs. May every day be Christmas And every day be blessed Let the end of every day Be filled with happiness Remember, life isn't perfect All through the day Have a smile for everyone But that doesn't mean it can't be happy Then every day will be a happy day May good times come to you 